Oh, Taylor, also, I am not sick. This is the first episode hey. out of... Well, tw- by the end of the episode, anything could happen. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'll have some sort of horrible bacterial <laughs> infection by the end of the episode. Yeah. I've been sick for like the past 20 episodes. Um, okay, here we go. Welcome to the Opposable Thumbs podcast. Opposable Thumbs is a podcast where Taylor and Rob tackle a new creative challenge every two weeks, and we talk about our accomplishments, failures, and lessons learned. Tim Sway is our guest this episode. Greetings, Tim. Hey, how you doing? My name is Rob Ray. I use the he, his gender pronoun. I run the exoskeleton art space in Los Angeles and host infrequent art openings there. And I'm a designer in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm Taylor Hokinson. I'm an artist, educator, DIY engineer, and noted tall person based out of Chicago. And I'm a he, his kind of guy. And I am uh, Tim Sway and I'm a, a maker artsy type person. Oh, I'm a he, him. And, uh, I make stuff out of I uh, basically reclaimed and upcycled and found materials, used awesome. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I was about to mention that um, one of the things I did read up on regarding your practice, Tim, was the squayer. Am I, oh. am I pronouncing that correctly? <laughs> yeah, just, just <laughs> however the hell you want to pronounce it. <laughs> and everybody told me when, not uh, to do that. They said, don't make it a pun name. You want to make so it something that's... you did. Yeah, they want to make it something that's marketable to people that don't know who the hell you are. And I was like, well, they're not going to buy it. It's a $30 ruler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what um what inspired you to uh, reinvent the mousetrap there? Well, I um I had this idea my my wife makes me take vacations every once in a while. And um and I I really like, you know, just tinkering and making things. And so I had this idea, it's like, oh, we're going to this cottage for a week. I was going to make a little mini like sort of vacation bug out toolkit. And so I was trying to decide, like, what tools would I need to sit and make stuff out of driftwood on the beach? You know, I need, like, a little hand plane and, a, you know, and a knife and, you know, a chisel maybe. And uh, and I, I came up with uh, – I was like, well, I want, a, I want a ruler and I want a straight edge and I want, a, you know, an angle, you know, 45s and 90, like, all these. And so I just cut this piece of steel in that shape. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then I was like, well, I'll drill some holes in it for, like, marking and measuring and maybe for, for radiuses and whatnot. And uh, – and I and it was just this piece of just you know cold rolled steel you know nothing fancy and I started using it and I really liked it um, mm-hmm. and so then I brought it to the digital world because I you know I'm kind of new to the CNC world and whatnot um, but mm-hmm. uh, so I brought it to the first time's always free man right yeah. go back yeah yeah and then you're hooked you know <laughs> so I brought it into the digital world and I designed it in 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 the um, the software in Vectric software. And cut it out in wood, you know, and, and I was like, oh, and then mm-hmm. I, I know this guy down the road that has like a laser cutter and, and I was like, well, let's, you know, how much is it going to be to make some? And, and uh, you know, I kind of just threw it out there and, and now I've sold about like um, 700 of them, I think. Holy cool. crap. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's cool. I made my first batch of 200 and they're, they're expensive because I'm making them not only in America, but in my hometown, you know. Yeah. Um, also, and are they laser? They're not uh, like stamped out or anything. Every one of them is laser cut. Yeah, because in order to stamp it out, you got to make like thousands for that to work out sure. financially. And so, so they're laser. And then I, I wanted to laser etch all the markings on them to make them mm-hmm. more durable than the ink. But it was just too. There would have been like a hundred bucks a piece, you know. And yeah. um, so I did the ink thing, and we bake it on, so it's acetone safe and it's pretty durable, about as durable as ink can be. And uh, mm-hmm. and you know they're still a little pricey, but I was like, well. I was like, I, I made a batch of 200 of them, and I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to uh, – hopefully I don't lose my shirt. I, I did a little presale in a private Facebook group and, like, enough sold to, like, pay for, like, half the expense of making them. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so I'm only going to lose half my shirt now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, uh, crop top. And then, 
Yeah, crop top. Yeah, off the top. I, yeah, I look good, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I, I I sold out in 24 hours on the first batch. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. And so I I made another batch, and everybody wanted metric, so I made a batch of I, I and I couldn't just put metric lettering on. I had to because it's that accurate. I had to remake a metric one. So I did another batch of of imperial and metric, and um, and I ended up selling out all of them. And then I just made a new batch now, and I sold just enough to cover manufacturing them. But now I got to sell the rest and see if I'm making a profit. Otherwise, the whole thing's been a bust. Yeah. <laughs> but well, um, Rob, you realize that we have to we have to get some of these now. Yeah, I bought sure. one. Rob already did. Oh, I bought you one. already bought one. Great. I bought one, yeah. Well, I, well I, I can't get left out. Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> we'll have to get that. URL. Let's get the URL at the end of the uh, end of the show where we put all our plugs. Right, that'll yeah, that'll be my plug. Yeah. yeah the square awesome. is is super beefy. Like it's really it's chunky in a really nice way. I find. Yeah, it's because I didn't want it to be. You know, it's stainless, so you can't bend it or flex it. But yeah, I was afraid if yeah. it was too if it was too thin that people would want to bend and flex it, and right. then it would <laughs> right. then it would just kink. You know, so I made it yeah. like kind of like like yeah, like obvious. Like this is this is a rigid piece. You know, it's been great. Like I was just like, oh, I'm gonna throw this. I have like a pile of things that measure stuff, and uh, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna throw this in the pile and then like see how if I gravitate towards it. You know, like when you're just like, oh, I gotta grab something to measure with, and it, it has been definitely like the go-to like because it's the uh, the right length in a way like exactly like, you know it's like the right length it also like has a, a it's like the th- it's like god it's like a swiss army knife but that's not the right description because a swiss army knife is always like kind of the thing you want not actually the thing you want where i really like that it has like oh i can do a right angle like all the things that i end up measuring grabbing three things to measure with i can grab this with and it really works out right great so yeah it's been awesome congrats on uh and selling so many and i just bought one it's it's yes. pretty easy oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, so tim i was i was drawn to your work through through youtube which is i think how i stumbled upon your work um it may have been reclaimed audio yeah as well i'm not sure which is uh, a, a a podcast that tim co-hosts with two other folks um I can't remember. It may have been both at the same time, kind of, because I was just like, who's out here doing stuff that is cool? But anyway, I think of a, a requirement of what you do is that you're sort of constantly looking at your surroundings in a way that most people, normal, quote unquote, people don't. Um, through looking at it as a resource, you know, like as like a place like, oh, here's here's an interesting object that I could use. Or looking at it as a way to kind of express who you are. So looking at, you know, something like YouTube, which could just as easily be a place where you, you know, uh, uh, you know, slap people in the face for the grocery store for fun, right? But like yeah. you decide to use it as a place um, to share your creative thinking and your work. And so I was just kind of curious about how you went from being a person who was in the music world and sort of thinking about expressing yourself that way and sort of how that trajectory kind of got you to YouTube and sort of how you um, uh, see the world differently is maybe the biggest question. Uh, well, you know, uh, I was I always gravitated towards music and I still do as in if, if you do watch my YouTube channel, like I'm kind of getting out of making furniture and back into making guitars, which is something yep. that got me into making in the first place. Um uh, I always, there's always been a place for music in me and there always will be. 
Um, but I had to leave doing it for a living because it was becoming a job. Um, and, and that's not cool, you know, like, so, so I, but I didn't really know what else to do. Um, because I was a musician all my life, that meant that I never had any money. (laughs) So I never, um, I could never like, you know, I didn't buy things. Like, so I spent a lot of my life finding things on the side of the road and fixing them up. And I never really necessarily had a skill set. Um, but it was, uh, it was just, I was always broke. You know, plain and simple, and um, and so I, you know, I don't think I lived quite as bohemian as you, as you, Rob. I had, I did have a shower, <laughs> I wasn't made of drywall, <laughs> uh, most most of the time. Um, but you know, that was it was always sort of this this thing that I was always saving things, and and uh, and what I learned, you know, very quickly because I wanted to live this lifestyle, and I had jobs too, like I had jobs that paid pretty sure. well, and I tried that, yeah. and I just hated it. I didn't I didn't like it, and um, and I found that. It was just this sort of like the, the hamster in the wheel again. It was this rat race of like chasing the money to pay for the bills to have the things. And, and, uh, it didn't, you know, I mean, I still have a lot of things because I, <laughs> I get a lot of stuff off the side of the road. But, um, yeah, it just sort of made sense that when I was like, okay, I can't play music anymore because it's, 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 you know, I'm, my relationship with it is, is strained. Um, mm-hmm. but what am I going to do? I have this, you know, at the time I had, a, you know, my wife was pregnant and, uh, and so she's going to be out of work and, and this and that. And I couldn't, it took me a few years, but I, I liked the time I had in my garage and, and messing around with the, like the two tools that I had. Um, so I started an Etsy store and I started just making things out of found objects and and uh, and I didn't want to make art. My um, I, I started out like I'm not going to make art. I'm going to make things that have function. I'm going to mm-hmm. make wor- my motto of the business was I'm going to make worthless things priceless. Um, nice. And uh, so I would find something that, that was deemed trash and then turn it into something I could sell for fifty to hundred bucks on Etsy. You know. And it just sort of it grew from there, and I started really liking it and getting a little better at it and getting more tools and and uh, and and now I you know I find that I have this full workshop and all the all this this is my my thing, and I I almost feel like the stuff that I made when I didn't know what the heck I was doing was like so much better like is interesting yeah. to me at least the craftsmanship now is better in the in the the skill set and the understanding, but like some of my earlier pieces I thought were just like like really wicked cool even though you could see the screws and you could see the nails and you know um uh that's that kind of that weird thing that happens right and that's why i always change <laughs> like that's why i'm not in 10 years i'll probably be doing something else you know i don't know yeah um because yep. when you start to get to that place where you get like too good at it or you're too comfortable in it and then it becomes kind of boring and i like not knowing what's going to happen you know like yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like i have these two things i'm going to stick them together let's see what happens that's yeah, cool. students are really obsessed with control, man, and I feel like they don't know anything, and yet <laughs> they want to make products that they have 100% control over, and that's like mission number one for me is breaking up that need, you know? Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Um, you know, I had a I had an an art teacher, and, I, and people that know me have heard the story a hundred times, but you guys don't know it, so you're stuck listening. Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah. We, uh, this, my, my art teacher, Mrs. Hannah in high school. And, you know, I was in high school. I was either in the band room or I was in the art room or I was hiding from the other kids, you know. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I'm sure, understand. Yes. Um, and so uh, we had to paint a still life and she set up this whole elaborate thing, all this like random crap that she had in her art room, which I always thought was cool that she had all this random crap, you know. And um, so she had this whole elaborate still life set up. It was, you know, it was probably like eight feet long by three feet wide, wide or whatever. And and she said, um, okay, class, you know, you can, you're gonna paint a still life. You're gonna take any part of this. You can paint the whole thing. You can paint one object. 
Whatever you want to do, you can paint it however big, however small, pick whatever canvas board you want, but you can only use black, white, and one other color. Mm. And, and, uh, and, I, and I said to her, because I had all these ideas already going around in my little head, and, and I said to her, like, well, how do, you, how do you expect me to be creative if I can only use black, white, and one other color? And she said, well, that's just it. You have to be more creative. And, and, I, and I got it at an early age that limitations are what fuel creativity, not the expansive resources. And that's what draws me to you know, reclaiming and upcycling, too, is that, like forcing yourself to work within these limitations. Um, and that was, I, I did a solo album in 2007. That was the name of it, Black, White, and One Other Color. Like, everything I've done in my life has cool. kind of come out of that. That's cool. Um, artistically. Have, not... you, have you told her this directly? No, I haven't. I, uh, oh. I... Wait, and, and by the way, did she teach at Tris- Chisholm Trail High School? Home of the Rangers? No. <laughs> oh, I'm just Googling Mrs. Hannah's in art classes, but I'm sorry. You, you were no, saying. I, I, geez, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to dig deep. It was in, no, I was in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I, man, I, you, you got to send her a note, man. Do you, that would just make her day. You know, oh. you're right. I'm going to actually make a note. Hang on. I'm going to have a little note. Mm-hmm. Find her. Actually, I'll, I'll try to find... Mrs. I'll try Hannah, to f- I am repping you right now. Yeah, I'll try Get to ready. find my high school art teacher as well because I, I owe her a note as well. So I'll, I'll try to do the same. I do not have fond feelings for my uh. high school art teachers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It was my high school was a troubled place. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Well, it was um, it was in Shaker Heights, uh, Cleveland, and it was this one of these schools that just really bombed on the uh, integration policy. So there was like uh half the students were bust and half the students were not, and it was almost directly down a racial line. And then it was 50-50 black and white, and a lot of the structure of the school happened to be in an L shape. So in general, all of the white kids would collect at a certain entrance. I mean, this is not that long ago. Yeah. And it was like go. It was like being in prison, <laughs> where, where everybody just really stuck to their own groups. And it was such a strange place to go. I mean, I feel like I learned a lot while I was there about uh, segregation and so forth, but um, not in not in a happy way. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not, so yeah, arts art class was not what I was focusing on. <laughs> is is there a happy way to learn about segregation though? <laughs> that, that is an excellent point. Good my point. Friend. Good point. An excellent point. <laughs> So our challenge this episode was prove yourself wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Excellent challenge, by the way. Mm. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, given to us by Rita. Rita Blake. Yes, I, I give it three Blakes. Of yes, challenge worthiness. Um, I can. I see your Skype avatar right now, and you're definitely a three Blake kind of guy. He the, is. Uh, you know, I have to admit. I cut that all off so they'd let me take my child home from the hospital. <laughs> I, I, I went square. Wow. I, uh, all right, all right. I, I'm gonna try segue. and I'm gonna try <laughs> and figure out how to use the internet and uh, and send a picture to your chat um, <laughs> <laughs> that we're using. You guys can keep talking while I do this. It might take me a few. Yeah, minutes. well, <laughs> dude, you're only 44, man. You can handle it. I'm excited. <laughs> what are these the, uh, damn kids? Uh, <laughs> I, got, I have to find old uh, old photos of me. Shakes uh, fist to, to share with you for. Ooh, have you got some? Have you got a, a fro to? Uh, are we having a fro battle? Not quite a fro, okay. but there's this one particular picture of me kissing a goat, uh, holding wow, my. That all right. uh, oh, here it is. I found it. All right. No, no, nobody can blackmail you if the best stuff's already out on the. Internet. Ah, yeah, that's no, true. I just, I just share it right out there. So, no, what I can just drag and drop it into this window here. Yep, should work. Try it uh, out. See, yep. see what it is. All right, uploading. 
Uh, we got so not quite. Slack. Wow. Yep. Yep. The dreads. They, I had nice. a, the dreads. Um, a hippie yep. kissing a goat, and they let me take my. You can see my son there is about twelve or eighteen months old or something. Oh, so they let me take him home from the hospital. So. <laughs> so well, cute. they say that you that you the closer you live to a pig or that you grow up to a pig, the healthier you are. I imagine it's the same for goats. Oh. Were they your goats, Tim, or were they someone else's? No, I was kissing someone else's goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you tell your goats that, or did you keep <laughs> no, it from them? <laughs> I I can't have I can't have goats. I live on a half acre in the suburbs, so oh, <laughs> I yeah. have to go to other hey, they places. Eat anything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the neighbors. You know, that's the problem. Yeah. You just have to talk you know, to the housing board or whatever that thing. Yeah. Those things are called. My hair will dread by itself, but generally, I would just have these two like mega. I looked basically like the trunk of a tree with <laughs> two, <laughs> and it was never uh, uh, particularly with the high school I went to. I mean, there were a bunch of dudes there that would like, you know, white dudes would try all these different kinds of products like peanut butter and Kool Aid mm. and stuff. To, so, how did you make them work? <laughs> I I um I, I tried a few times in my life and uh you know with beeswax and stuff like that oh. and I, mm-hmm. and I basically just just every time you know I was at the time I was working as a musician so I spent a lot of time driving and uh yeah. most of it, it was on the highway just one hand on the wheel the other hand just twisting you know yep yep yeah. <laughs> that was that was it <laughs> there are so many topics that I feel like I could spend a half hour on rap this being one of them but uh <laughs> But 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 Rob, show, pray tell. Let's let's open your zip file. Okay, I'm uh, I'm looking at number one right now. It looks like a fabric, uh, fabric of some sort. Um, maybe I should actually open them. I'm just looking at the thumbnails. Yeah, yeah. Rob is definitely getting crafty. First of yeah. all, Rob cannot make a project and this is a good thing cannot make a project without getting out the self-healing board it's true oh, yeah this is true. that's yeah, cool this is his his great love in life i need one of those yeah uh so sure. it's like a honeycomb pattern sort of like it looks like a, inside a beehive sort of fabric yep uh mm-hmm. would you agree black and white yep uh and an, an incredible uh translucent pink ruler and then he appears to have what do you think that's some kind of like a cutting wheel that you can zipper along there instead of scissors i'm guessing yeah um, so you can follow the ruler maybe yeah or it makes it yeah it's got to be a cutter it has to be a cutter yep yeah okay okay what do you what do you make an image to there um he's cut it <laughs> <laughs> yeah bob's your uncle but, yep but he's got it upside down now to cut it apparently uh cause so you think that's the same fabric because now we just see black uh i'm assuming but i could be wrong yeah you know? um and then um, looking at image three, it appears that each of these long black rectangles that he's produced are getting folded in half lengthwise, yep. and then he's ironing a crease into them, if I understand it. Or or maybe there's some kind of like um, auto-stitching material that he's... Oh, yeah, like what, the... What do, you, uh, what do you call that stuff? Uh, the instant hem stuff. I don't know what it's mm-hmm. called. Right. Yep, yeah. yep, you got it. You I, got don't, it. I don't roll instant hem. No, I'm just <laughs> screw you, you guys. A, you think I'm an instant <laughs> him kind of person? <laughs> I'm looking I'm, at a. I'm totally an instant him kind of person. I'm okay. looking at O three A. We have a movie now. Yeah, can you can you tell what he's listening to? I I didn't realize there was audio in it. That's funny. It's definitely old. The kind of some old punk band. I can't tell who it, it is, is. though. That sounds about right for our dear friend Rob. It's fif- fifteen. So Rob, who is it? What's that? Fifteen. They were like a lookout band. Uh, oh, look how bad records band. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. we bonded over Operation Ivy. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Yeah, 
No, I don't. I don't. Oh, guys, I was so late to the music scene. I'll I'll just embarrass myself if I throw <laughs> in on this thing. Oh, do you do you guys want to guess who the first uh, BMG uh, record was that I bought when I fell for that scam? BMG. Oh, um, yeah. For mm. one cent or whatever it was. It must have been Weird Al, right? <laughs> uh, that was an excellent choice, but that would have had major cred. It was, in fact, Bonnie Raitt. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> wow. My achy, breaking and heart. The, oh, no, no, no. Now, now my friend, that was uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, if oh. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was Billy Ray, yeah. That, for the for the listeners, that was uh, a close-up of Rob sewing these yes. strips <laughs> of fabric yeah. over. Oh, yeah, back to work. While listening yeah, back to, to work. <laughs> old yep. punk records. But, uh, yep. yeah, okay, just... Just to make sure we stay on track for anybody that can't see what we're seeing. Now, Rob got a little bit snippy. He got a little <laughs> bit snippy about not being an auto hem guy. But Rob, I have to say, your hems are not, or your um, two pieces of fabric are not terribly well aligned. I know, I know. I'm gonna have mm. to tisk tisk you on this particular. I know point. Um, Better than I would have done. Okay, so it is a different fabric though, because I just went ahead to, and there's the honeycomb again. So yeah, you're right, Tim. He's working with some kind of uh, sort of heavier duty woven mm. fabric, maybe for these black tubes. Oh, I just skipped to number seven, and I I think I know what he's making now. I I did this uh-huh. once before. You can't hold this guy back. <laughs> he's fast, loose, and out of control. Now take it away, Tim. <laughs> I I have a video I I had made a couple years ago where I I wanted to learn to sew, and so I thought I'd make a tote. A tote bag. I might be. I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong because that would be kind of funny. Mm. But uh, and so I tried making like a a tote bag, and it was like one of my first sewing projects. And I don't know, Rob, if you sew regularly. Ooh. I don't. But, um, Rob, are these pledge rewards that you're making? <laughs> <laughs> Patreon rewards. Yes, it's our NPR uh, fundraising. Yeah. 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 Right. The tote bags. Yeah. So is that what's happening? Or you, well, I guess you're not going to tell us yet. No comment. But, um, well, just, just, I mean, you've thrown the rules to the wind, Tim, so let's just look at all the images. All right. Well, I just, now it looks like he's, uh, no, I didn't throw the rules. I just had a really good guess. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to see mine. You're going to know be, what I'm doing right away. Yeah, you could be horribly wrong. I could be making like this a Gatling is ca- gun. This is coming from the professional child and the two clowns over here. I think <laughs> we're not, we're not concerned about rules. <laughs> no. We don't need your rules. Um, yeah. Take your rules and shove them. <laughs> Okay, um, um, yeah, I've skipped ahead to number nine, and oh, we got another video here, nine only. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make up the music there. It's too short. I sped it up, yeah. Yeah. Ah, interesting. I've, I've, I'm already at the end. Okay. I'm not. Uh, so some more sewing. There's a little more ironing there in that last video. Some more sewing, and yeah, it's okay. Now I think I'm, I'm at the end. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, I made it to the end and I get it. Um, so, do you want to, Taylor, you're probably more experienced at this. Do you want to do the big reveal for the listeners? or? Well, that's nice of you to offer. I, I'll throw out that uh, we finally get a tweet where Rob said a thing, and then in keeping with today's challenge, Rob proved himself wrong. So he, he proclaimed in December 12th, 2017, I will never make a tote bag. A person has to have limits. <laughs> and, uh, Rob, I'm pretty glad that you went back on that. What do you think? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, it was very hard for me to make a tote bag, honestly, because I have yeah, such, I have such animosity towards the tote bag. Um, because Even at the grocery store, I know. So this is where my partner Jen Even is going to be like, exactly. Yes, I know. <laughs> I Even know. as a parent, 
Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it's because the tote bag, it's it's become the thing that is the, it's like, well, we would sell a t-shirt, but then we have to deal with sizes. And so, and returns and stuff. So if we sell a tote bag, then it's just like a universally bleh object. But every once in a while, something is just genuinely useful, Rob. Don't no, you you're think? right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I kind of why I made it. I was like, well, I'm going to make this. And, and this is the second tote bag I, I made this week. I will say that. Oh. I made oh. one before <laughs> this one. Because um, you liked it so much? Uh, Well, the first one I made was entirely black. It was that same black canvas that the handles were made out of. Mm-hmm. And all of my photos just look like a blob. <laughs> <laughs> so... Mm. I decided to make nothing. a second tote bag. The first tote bag I made um, is for a friend's baby shower. That's next week. Um, yeah. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have said that. Well, I think she doesn't listen, but it's supposed to be a surprise. But uh, she's a coworker, that so I'll just, leave it Just in. make a hella long beep and keep everybody yeah, in I'll, suspense, I'll... <laughs> and then we'll reveal it next time. Yeah, I think you're just yeah. swearing like a sailor for yeah. like yeah. 10 yeah. seconds. I made this tote bag for beep. <laughs> Damn um, it. <laughs> so, yeah, so... I, <laughs> and, and I, I got her, so, oh, screw it. So, so I got her these black and white cardboard books. Does, do y'all, did y'all have these ever as a, yeah. with a small kid? Yep. They're really cool. They're like just black and white images. They're like silhouette images. And my kid was transfixed by them, even at like 12 days old. Like he was just locked yeah. on. Um, mm. So I decided I would wow. get, get those for her because she's about to have a kid. And then I was like, you know, it's, I kind of want to make something and then i was like oh i have to make this i decided i was gonna make this tote bag i'll make it for her you know because like as you said uh taylor like as a parent especially a new parent like you always end up overfilling your bag and needing another one and so i was like oh well a tote bag might might be handy and so i was gonna make one that was this same kind of black and white fabric that you guys saw but she is a very um kind of like nice she's like a nice dresser like she has nice style and stuff but it's a little bit like more subdued than mine and so i thought like something that was really wildly patterned just wouldn't be her jam so i made it out of black fabric but then i was like oh i want to make the wild one anyway so then i made this one again for the podcast plus like as you all know making a thing a second time is just so much easier and so much more fun (laughs) than like suffering through the first time yes it's kind of well the second time is kind of the first time for real yeah right right yeah yeah can, can I pose you guys this question? Do you guys find that now that you've had kids around for a while, and I think each of us have had a different amount yeah, of time in that right. area, but it sounds like we all kind of are attached at least in some way to the angry culture of youth, whether punk rock or otherwise. How, how do you resolve that where you get to a certain point where you think, well, tote bags are just useful, even though Rob used to be like a skate pump <laughs> punk and a weird floridian yeah like crazy man yeah like does that do you feel like that invalidates your sort of connection to angry youth or or has it evolved or have you put it away or what like what's the story there guys i'll let tim go first he's had more experience than me. (laughs) no i'm just i'm just laughing because i can think about like when i was um like when i was a single guy and i went to the supermarket because you know everybody has to eat you know, I was, I was yep. way too cool for the supermarket. I was a single guy, you know, but, but, um, I would never push the shopping cart. Like I, if it, <laughs> I would, I would be carrying the basket 
you know, with all yeah. my stuff in it, and I would it would be like over. Like it's super heavy. It would weigh like seventy five <laughs> pounds. But I'd be walking with it, like trying uh, to. Say, no, it's uh, my arm is fine. I'm a man, you know, or whatever. Like, oh, uh, that's great. I totally did that. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I just I wouldn't push the cart. I was like, I'm not gonna like this like single guy walking around the supermarket pushing a cart. And uh, and now you know what I I carry a tote bag every darn day to my shop. <laughs> Yeah, Men just, getting together, talking about anger and tote bags. It's <laughs> it's a beautiful grocery thing. stores. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I reached a point of a few years back where I, I just don't care anymore. Like I just I'm just yeah. gonna do what works for me, you know. But yeah, definitely that's not that takes a while to get to. And kids help. <laughs> kids help yeah, me get there, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, Tim, you're up. Uh, my turn. Okay, so you guys have the files for that. Ooh, this is yeah, this cool. is juicy, Reb. Start yeah, us cool. off. Okay, so the first thing I see is a thing I don't know. It looks like a tiny blade cutting into a thing. It looks like a kind of dang. I don't know what that is. It looks like a mat. Looks cutter like a mat cutter. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. It's a pretty fat threaded rod, uh, and then it looks like sort of an aluminum housing. I, uh, I, I probably shouldn't have left that photo in because it's it's probably going to disappoint you when I when you find out what it is. It's, <laughs> but I just like the photo. So. <laughs> yeah, it's. Cool. I it mean, it good. definitely looks complicated, but I yeah. think the uh, the moral of the story is it's being used to in- introduce a cutter to a surface. Yep. Oh. Okay. Image image number two. We look to be splitting a log in the manner of firewood in an indoor space. Yep. On some of that. Um, uh, uh, romper room foam <laughs> is awesome. Padding that, the, that we all know and the, love. The kids' romper room foam padding has been reused as uh, as as like work <laughs> surface. Mm-hmm. In, uh, what's the what's the word for that stuff? Like uh, when you have a mat, uh, anti fatigue from... mats. Yes, yes anti fatigue. Exactly. Thank you. Upcycling in the house. And Tim, I see you have green shoelaces. Yes. Yep. Nice. Oh. So we saw a log getting split, and now we see what I think is that same log probably on a bandsaw. It's getting mm-hmm. jointed, I think. Oh, no, oh. no, that is a bandsaw. You're right. You were right. Oh. Oh. I spoke too soon. Episode four, there's a big dust collection. That's a oh, plane. planer. Yep, yep, yep. Getting planed. Yeah. Okay, so we're going. So it looks like we're, we're working some, with some firewood and getting it into shape to do something. Mm-hmm. Aha. Image five looks like we've got some boards made out of firewood. And that those boards look awesome. Sure do. Yeah. Uh, oh. And then we got the, like a little sort of a hand miter saw in there, so cutting it down. It's some yeah, nice Japanese saw style. Right angles. Although that board looks like it was maybe um, as a forty-five degree angle cut in the end in a previous operation, oh, not it, pictured. It. Oh. Oh. And then we got it in the vice, and something's mm-hmm. happening to it. And I'm not quite. Oh, is that like a, a little tiny, tiny plane? Yeah, yeah. A hand planer. Tim has cool tools. Uh, maybe he's cutting some dados, or not dados. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, those finger, little fingery joints. Yeah, finger joints. Forgetting yeah. the name yeah. of. We see the hand saws back in back in the, the Japanese hand saws back in the back in the mix. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh! Image nine. That's a that's a dovetail. That's a dovetail. Dovetail. That's what I was. Like. I'm not a woodworker, but I, that is the one thing I do know is like when I dovetail. And this about. this is where I'm going to remind you of what you said uh, when you said, "Well, I want to dovetail uh-huh. into the 
So that was why I just uh, made a note of that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Hey, that was some serious recall. Cool. Callbacks, dude. Is that a file, Tim, in image number nine? Uh, chisel. A chisel. Chisel. Oh, it's like a. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Mm. Yeah, those. those and are, uh, okay. I'll, I'll interrupt. The, the, that was what was in Wait. image number one. I was just sharpening it. That's a sharpening oh. jig. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. I should also point out that Tim has really short fingernails. He does. I find kind of impressive. Person who works with their hands. Oh. <laughs> See okay. here. I never thought about that. The, uh, oh, yeah. More chiseling. I got to keep on top of mine. In the my image 11. The dovetails are taking shape. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a cool little bolt sticking out of Tim's table that he's using as a way to hold the material that is like a, a super stop. cool. Yeah, it's nice. That's really neat. Oh, is that it looks like kind of a like a bench dog table, right? Yeah, and, and instead of making bench dogs, I just shove bolts in there. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yep. That's what those holes are for in those in people's tables. Yeah. Oh, dang. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're seeing the uh, two pieces meeting at uh-huh, a ninety degree uh-huh. angle with the dovetails sticking together, and they're sticking out a little proud so that we can cut them down flush. Yeah, those are nice. Oh. Oh. Ah, middle fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suck it, squares. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. We have some some art- artisanal angst in episode, in picture thirteen, where we're getting middle fingers to the uh, to the wood. Oh, Taylor, do you know what's happening in image fourteen? Fourteen. Um, oh, well, I can tell that. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, it's I. I think I read what it is. Is that drawing a line onto the wood? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Cool. Like a, a measured distance from the side. Yeah. Basically. Is there a name for that tool, Tim? That Probably. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's this uh, cool like little. I see. It's like a wooden thing. It's sort of like a compass where it has like a pencil notch into the end, but it seems like you can sort of extend or retract the the rod that has a pencil in the end, and that would allow you to make a straight mark as you slide it down the edge of the wood. Is that what's happening? Yep. yep. Yeah, that thing is neat. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, cool. Okay. So it it's looks like, a, I mean, it's he's called got... a marking a marking gauge. Is, is marking marking gauge, it. right. Okay, cool. Uh, and I'm also seeing there's four pieces of wood, too short and too long, which suggests to me a rectangular form, <laughs> like, a, like a box with an open top and bottom. Oh. Once yeah. it gets assembled. But we'll I see. see more dovetails. It seems like more dovetails. Oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah. I'm on image 17, Taylor. I'm not sure where you are. I'm at 18. 18. Let me jump to 18. Okay. And I can't tell what's producing all that sawdust, if that's like a hand drill or what's going on there. Right. Definitely, We definitely got a pile of sawdust. Ditto. Mm-hmm. I'm not being sure. Oh. We've got a... So now we're bringing in a really thin board, which might lend itself to like a sliding top or bottom. Yeah, we're, this is like we're we're in some serious. We're deep in the hand tool action with these photos right now. Mm-hmm, it's cool. Mm-hmm. That stuff scares me. Some Jorgensen clamps. Are those Ooh. Jorgensen clamps, Tim? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I used to live like a block yep. away from a factory that made those. Yeah. yeah, the Jorgensen factory is like right in the. It's like dead on the on the west side of town. Uh, Tim, I don't know if you're if you're if you know Chicago. Uh, Been there once, Chicago landscape but... very well. And I used to always go by the Jorgensen clamp dumpster to like every time oh, yeah. I couldn't resist but being like, I'm going to strike gold. And I would always open it up and it would be like pure garbage, like 
dead food. <laughs> you know, Damn. also, so that was, I'd walk by that on the, my way to the train going to work, and there was that place, and then there was just this giant warehouse where they kept all of the handsome cab horses while they weren't <laughs> on duty. Oh, yeah. So it was like yeah. being right in the middle of the city in this industrial location, and it just would smell like horses. It was really strange. So check out 21. Now, yeah. now something is happening for uh-huh. real. We have a this super gorgeous nice box dimensions are maybe tim for me to jump in eight inches by five inches or is that too small i'm gonna say even smaller maybe that was that was pretty close oh, yeah a little job, little smaller yeah a little, a little smaller okay six by uh seven by there's two different types of wood so yep. we have a darker wood and i think it's been finished at this point yep. uh so the if you imagine the box sanded. it's sitting on the table and it's maybe eight by five and it's footprint and then a couple inches tall. Yep. Uh, the uh, dovetails show up with their end grain super dark, which Looking makes amazing. a really nice pattern. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Tim's also taken care for what appears to be the lid to pick something that has a really apparent knot in it. So that adds yeah. a lot of character. And yep. then he's burned in some kind of logo that's maybe an L shape or an A shape. I guess it just depends on the orientation in a circle. Yeah, I'm curious about the brand. Yeah, a little literal bland, like like a piece of metal heated up and pushed into the metal, mm-hmm. uh, pushed into the wood. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Oh yeah, 22. We've got a close up of those dovetails, which look amazing. They're kind of hot. chunkier than like maybe a, a uh, when I think of a dovetail, I think of it as being maybe a five eight thinner. Qu- yeah. yeah, yeah, not so thick. But this one is. These are maybe I don't know an inch and inch and a half, maybe something like that. They're really nice and chunky. Oh, oh, so 23. Yeah, because yeah, now we have dovetails in the light wood. I do know from before. seeing other of Tim's videos that the wood underneath it, I think, is a bowling alley, is parts of a bowling alley floor. Ooh. That's yeah, his that, uh, workbench? That, my little yeah. workbench there, yeah. Yeah, yeah nice. that's such a cool video. Anyway, everyone should check that video out. It's cool. Um, so then in 24, oh. he's got an illustration. Maybe it's been printed out so that he can... Um, Cut it out with an exacto, and then perhaps transfer it for carving. Yeah, and it has a kind of phoenix, firebirdy kind of look. Mm-hmm. Getting uh, transferred, each oh. of the parts of the body transferred to a different panel of wood. Yeah, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pieces of wood, and each one has yeah, like a wing or a tail feather. Now we have some pro jigsaw Whoa. work where his fingers are like one millimeter from the cutting. Blade, yes, and one of those fingers yeah, has a bandaid on it, <laughs> yes, it is. and a cut. I see a cut as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you haven't started a project till you've bled on a project. For That's sure. right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So the uh, he put the um, the oh. wings and all these things on these pieces of wood, which I assumed were going to keep those dovetails, but maybe they were just scrap because they're getting cut all the way down. Yeah. Um, to so just now, the bird form. Yeah, so the so it, the bird in a way was like might have been a template just to like stick onto the wood so then it could be used as a cutting guide on the jigsaw to mm-hmm. cut out all the different feather the intricacies of the feathers and the bird shape, which is super cool. Exactly, but it it looks like he's reclaiming uh which is in keeping with the theme a um a former project that have dovetails but that was immaterial because he was just trying oh. to get to the bird form. Right. Good point. It's sanding. Oh, now we're laying out the pieces onto another piece of wood, and that might be epoxy. 
uh, being blended with his left hand, mm. which yep. means that Tim is left-handed. That was my Sherlock Holmes moment. <laughs> so I think we're epoxying the uh, the bird pieces straight down to a wooden piece that's maybe the lid or the uh, the base oh, of the yeah. other box. Yeah, that bird looks awesome. It's cut out and like sanded. You... Yeah, it's looking good. H- how do we do, Tim? Do you feel like we captured the essence of the piece? Yeah, you you did uh, you did great. the The idea was, um, I mean, you figured out what was going on. I don't really consider myself like a fine woodworker. Um, yeah, right. You know, I'm more like a like a, a an assembler. You know, and um, but as I, the more time I spend in the shop, the the more I'm interested in that sort of stuff. But I haven't attempted to do hand cut dovetails ever um, because I, you know, for lots of reasons. Basically, like you know, I fear of failure and. Yeah. So, so I thought I'd prove myself wrong and prove that I could do hand cut dovetails. And that yes. Was, nice. So, um, you like a photo number in the, whatever it was thirteen, I think, where I'm flipping the birds to the. <laughs> that to was the all the all the practice pieces and all the all the awesome. So, oh, yeah. So, oh, so those were what you used to cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so I I made I did all these practices to try and get better at it and figure out the technique and stuff before I made the final box and I and um I got very frustrated in the process. <laughs> I, felt like I, felt, I felt like I proved myself right that I did not have the patience or skill level to do these. Um, <laughs> but then I kind of, I kind of had a second wind and I got into it a little bit more, and I made the the box and finished the project. But uh, the whole time I was doing this, I was, it was great. I mean, I'm not like complaining. It was great because it was forcing me to go outside my comfort zone and to learn something, and that's what my whole life's all about, right? Um, but I was like. Or I just wanted to make some art, <laughs> right? I was like, I said I do this artsy podcast, and here I'm just making another rectangle. You know, like I make rectangles like all the time for a living. I, I make rectangles, so I took all my cutoffs and I said I'm going to make a dovetail. Oh, so that's so cool! A dovetail. Oh, yeah. naturally, because I like puns. I know, wah, wah. dad jokes. No, that's you know. good. <laughs> well, the hey, we've earned it. Man. I think in the art world, Tim, they call those layers of meaning. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's why. So basically, I did. I did the the assignment, but then I had all those scraps left over. I was like, you know what? I was like, I already got hours invested in this. I'm going to take another couple hours and make this. Yeah. Fun, you know. That's so cool. This challenge did have the potential to be like that thing where you get that interview question. You know, what's your biggest failing? And you say, Oh, it's you know my perfectionism. Yes. <laughs> I'm such a stickler. So I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm glad to see both both of you guys really getting in there and actually hitting the prove yourself wrong thing for real. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah I figured mm-hmm. I I had the opportunity that I I had a bunch of CNC stuff I was running, and so like you kind of don't want to like leave the room, but you also don't want to stand there and stare yeah. at it. So it was kind of just a perfect week for me to just sort of you know hit print on the CNC and go over and start cutting dovetails, and you know it's right next to the mm-hmm. machine, and so it worked out pretty well. That and I you know I learned I learned a new skill. Um, you know that that I'll probably never do again, <laughs> but <laughs> but I know how now. You know, yeah, which is yeah. which is cool. So and you've got like I mean, it's totally like um, I mean, I I don't know if there was a if there was a set of maker merit badges, I think dovetail joints would be one of them. So oh, cool. absolutely, sure. absolutely. You like check guitars, that box. Guitars, yeah. boats, and dovetail joints. Those are like. Uh-huh. Those, you know. <laughs> And, oh, but the one thing you, you got wrong was, and, and it explained in the video a little bit, but I didn't get too into it, is that the, the wood block that you thought was like a mini plane is actually a tool that dovetail, uh, you use, it sets the angle of your blade and there's a magnet in it. So oh. your blade sticks to the block at the, I cut a 15 degree angle for mine. 
Um, oh, so it keeps your blade against that guide block as it mm. as it goes down. So I made a little one, um, and uh, I made a little one, but I wasn't I was having trouble. Like, and so I made a bigger one, and then it worked a little better. Um, but that's what that was. Uh, there's a gu- a guy I I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, that that makes and sells them out of like a lucite type material or something. Um, and uh, it's it's like a really beautiful thing, you know. Yeah, fancy. Look yeah. at that thing. Yeah, this is a different one I've never seen before. Whoa. But oh, he actually put a dovetail in it. That's clever. <laughs> nice. Stainless steel. Yeah, I mean, mine's a quickie, you know, but, uh, like, mm-hmm. yeah, because if, if you have a really precision, not that it, I know anything about precision measuring tools, <laughs> but, um, you know, like, if you have a really precision measuring tool, obviously it makes the job easier. And, um, yeah. And so, like, I, I cut my first one real quick because I kind of had that, like, oh, I'm not really going to be doing this forever, so I'll just make a quick one. And then, of course, it worked as well as the effort I put into it, you know. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, made an, so I made another one that works a little better. Dovetail marking gauge. Okay, cool. Noted. Mm. Wow! Awesome, uh, man. Yeah. So Excellent that was work. that was. I, I I mean, I don't think I. I think I lost. Like, I think I proved myself right. But right, yeah. <laughs> but I tried. You know. All right, Taylor. Did you send us a link? No. I. This is going to be. Speaking of the art part, this, are you guys ready for a conceptual project here? Yes. Oh, here we go. Uh oh. So in order for this to work, I have to turn on my video. Okay. Oh. Taylor turning All on his right. video. Uh. So you guys want to be looking at that? I'm on it. Can you see my video right now? Yes. 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 Uh, okay, so you guys should be able to see. Can you see my little clip light right here? Yep. Okay, so you guys probably won't be able to interact with this little site I made at the same time. So you'll want to pu- both pull it up, but only one of you should go ahead and perform the interaction. Cool. I'm, of on, course, dual screen. I'm on dual screen, so I should probably be able to do both. So Great. Cool. Okay, cool. So I'm going to send you guys a link. And right now, Taylor, Uh, we're looking at Taylor's video, and he has a clip light pointed at us on the screen. (laughs) So we'll see what happens there. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Taylor, should, should it be just Tim who just clicks on the link and I should just stand by? Is that right? You can both. You should both pull up the link. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I don't know if it. I, I see a, a little button up here that says how how much energy does a Google search use? There's a button that says Google it. Yeah, Tim, go ahead. All right, I will click the button. Google it. Google it. Lo- and your light just turned on, and it says oh. it's loading. Loading in 16 seconds. You're kidding me. <laughs> you you get some Arduino hooked up to this light or something? Six. The, okay, five, loading to one. Four. Now a, a search just came up. How much energy does the Google search use? It uses point zero 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 three kilowatts of energy to answer the average search query. Uh, so did you so, guys both click on the button? Yes. Okay, so that that screwed up my timing a little bit. Oh, so sorry. just wait, just just wait for a second. Oh, here. is that why it's? I'll let Tim yeah, click. Every, everybody, solo. stop clicking for a yes. second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So the uh, so if you do the math there, so basically the guys just had um, a Google search auto-populated that said how much energy does a Google search use, and um, if I did the math right, it figures that out to about sixteen point eight seconds of a sixty watt bulb oh. for every single Google search. That's so cool. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. it came up to. It counted for sixteen seconds, and then and then it actually gave me the search and it explained the. Mm-hmm. 
the 100 searches equals 60 watt light bulb burning for 28 minutes. So one mm-hmm. search would be, I guess it's 60s. I can't do that math in my head. Yeah. I think I got it right, <laughs> it's but it's, I think yeah, it's no, about it's, 17 yeah. seconds. Yeah. So if one right. of you guys clicks that button once, Here, you can see the behavior. Yep. I'll stand All by. Right. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, ready? I'm, I'm doing it. So I'm clicking yep. the button. Yeah. And the light goes on. <laughs> oh. <It's> so awesome. <laughs> so how is how What's is that? that connected to the internet? How is it this like little like light bulb can, like this low tech light bulb can connected to the internet? I don't understand. Uh so I need I don't have any documentation images of this up right now. Uh but basically um it's an Ard- or rather it's a Raspberry Pi. Mm-hmm. Uh so this little board computer and then um I have the Raspberry Pi acting as a little web server using Flask. Um, the problem with Flask is that it wants to do all of its... Um, and t- Tim, I don't know if you find this interesting or not, but um, basically all of the interactivity has to do with changing the URL around. So in most examples where people are trying to control physical relays and so forth with the Raspberry Pi, you would go to like the site slash on or the slight set site slash off. And that's how you do the control. Originally I was trying to get this to hook up to a webcam so you could actually watch this happen that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it turned out, the webcams were kind of asynchronous and they'd run variable frame rates. Oh. So I didn't get that really clean. You hit the button and the light comes on instantly. So I kind of cheat cause that's what it's doing on my end. Mm. Um, so I kind of cheated it by just showing it to you guys on Skype, but basically I've got a raspberry (laughs) Pi, and then it's hooked into this thing called a power switch tail. So it just takes a really low level, low voltage digital signal, and then it passes some mains voltage along to a clip light. Uh, so it's, it's a way of opto isolating that's safe. So you don't have to, you know, worry about burning your house down or whatever. Mm. Um, so the technical part was like trying to figure out flask and Ajax and getting it to talk to these GPIO pins on the Raspberry Pi. Uh, and then I think the future of the project is right now, some of the ways to do this are kind of confusing, so I'll throw this up on GitHub and try to make it more streamlined in terms of um, how to control you know, like lights in your house or art projects or whatever. But then the other aspect of it was the fact that every time I want to prove myself wrong or somebody else wrong <laughs> you know the idea is just to always go to google instantly and it feels like it's free right i mean why wouldn't you go to google but i think the um the knowledge of the amount of electricity every single question consumed kind of put that in perspective a little bit so that's yeah. what i was thinking about wow yeah the, that because if you know like uh, you leave the refrigerator open right and there's like you're like mm-hmm. oh yeah close because you know it's like oh my god there's this I feel like the, the amount of time that that light bulb was on was a, it seemed like a lot of yeah. energy, you know, like yeah. way mm-hmm. more than I would have thought that me just being right. like, well, how many, how many decahedron sizes are in a golf, you know, like whatever, like stupid thing I'm searching <laughs> because I need to know it now. Like every yeah. time that's like, right. that's like leaving, that's like me leaving the light bulb bulb on in the bathroom for like five minutes. Like the amount of time I spend like searching one, even just in this podcast, totally. like I've searched like the, the, the dovetail thing right. and, that's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With like my so, nine, so 90 that's... tabs open in my browser right now, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so that's based I on, go. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think it's based on numbers that Google released in 2011. That was the most recent one I could find, or at oh, least yeah. the uh-huh. most cited one, which of course I found through Google. Uh, I think that 
they're trying to go for a completely neutral footprint through carbon offsets and so forth. Yeah. So it's, I think it's in a different place than it was in 2011, but that just gave me a number to start with because, you know, it's, mm. I, it's, it's more of a, um, a thought piece than like literally consuming, you know, the same amount of energy necessarily. Yeah. I wonder if it's gone, I would hope it's gone down, but it could just be the same for now. Right. Or worse. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so Flask is a one question. So Flask is a, I think it was like a web server. It's kind of a Python based thing. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so it has a, something like call it like an application server. So you can like do stuff. And typically Flask would be used to like, um, uh, make a content management system or something like, or make a blog or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, sure. But you connected it to, I was curious how the Raspberry Pi lets you take, what is traditionally like a quote unquote like web technology, like a thing that just like lets you post images on the internet or something, how it how it turns on one of the pins on the Raspberry Pi right. in order to activate the light. I was curious about how that like little piece of it works. Yeah, so with, with Flask you basically have um you have your Python application. So that's currently running on the Raspberry Pi for you guys to be able to see the web page. Uh-huh. And then you have these HTML pages that are rendered by the Python application and sent out to the viewing public. Yep. Um, So it has a certain number of things in common with traditional web structures, but uh, once you really dig into it, that whole like um, static positioning of files in a folder structure kind of breaks down because Flask is built out of what are called routes. So Uh your Python application you attach behaviors to the loading of a certain route. So if you were to go to this website slash login or something, yep. the the application would recognize that you're looking for that, and then that route would trigger a bunch of behavior, but it's not like you're going into the root of the site and then into a folder called login, even though mm-hmm. that's how it appears in the URL, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so in this case, what I was trying to do was, because um, originally when I had the... Um, uh, the webcam, the problem I had was every time you'd click the button, it would reload the page because it, it assumed you were going somewhere else effectively. Um, and then that that would be a reload right when the light was changing state. So that wasn't cool. So I was trying to figure out a way for Ajax to perform some of that stuff on the client side um, where you click the button and then basically uh, Ajax sends a post request back um back to the uh, Flask site. And then because I'm only doing one thing, any post request that comes in just says, now that we've received a post request, let's go ahead and activate one of the GPIO pins on the Raspberry Pi. So if I work really hard and get this episode out tonight, we can keep Taylor awake all night by people loading the URL. <laughs> yeah, right? The, uh, no, no, this thing is definitely going to come back down. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm still trying to learn all about uh, opening ports and doing all that thing, and that is making me um, particularly nervous. So I need <laughs> more research is, <laughs> is required for sure. I want to translate it into like um, what like the the GC the incandescent fluorescence or whatever, like, and then also uh-huh. into like LED lights because they're all going to like stay on longer than like the incandescent bulb that you have now. Like a oh, there you go. You know, yeah. so, so it'll you be, can actually, be up for like four days each time. Yeah. Right. So if, you, if like an LED <laughs> oh. light, it's probably a good twenty hours, right? That it would yeah. Be, <laughs> you know, and so we could, uh, yeah, we could just keep you up for months. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, so so with that in mind, uh, we have we've placed we've now placed our uh, new challenge at the very end. But f- fellas, wh- why don't we um, why don't we go ahead and wrap up our final thoughts, and then because I can't wait to hear what Tim's got in store for us. Yeah, yeah, totally. So this is the place in the podcast where. Uh, some of our previous guests you'll be hearing from because every 10 episodes and we're on episode 30, we ask all of our previous guests to call in to a burner number that I have or send us a voice memo on their smart from their smartphone and just um, update us with what they're doing. So it could be something like I'm staring out the window right now and the sun is setting and that's awesome. Or I'm walking on my way to the train or bus or, uh, Hey, I have a show coming up. And so we try to let all of our listeners uh, know what all of our previous guests are up to and sort of also give our previous guests just a way to um, say what they're doing to all the to, to all the listeners. And so if you've heard, you know, w- one of the Me- many Megans that we've had on uh, the podcast, you can sort of hear what one of the Megans is up to. So, yeah, so those are going to go right here. Bam. Greetings. It's Molly. I hope everyone is doing great. I am making a miniature set sculpture storytelling machine thing that's going to be in a library in northeast LA probably in the fall. Um, Stay tuned. It's going to be kind of like a moving pop-up picture book but with miniature sets and you can pull things and push arrows and make characters move. Uh, I hope everyone is well. Happy spring. Hey, hey, this is uh, Cedric Tai. I'm currently staring at a huge mess of stuff because I'm trying to like visualize the packing list I have to make for bringing four Detroit artists over to Glasgow as part of a, a project I've been working on for the last four years. And the advertising for that project is actually uh, a more realized version of the Ouija board that I had made for your guys's podcast on fermentation. So I'm quite pleased that even though there's like so much clutter that I don't know how anybody actually plans things and doesn't freak out. Like it's, it's like this idea of making a list that keeps growing. Anyways, it's great that I found multiple uses for all this fun, creative energy I got from you guys in that show. So i um, wishing you guys a happy 30th episode and, and hope uh, you guys keep on rocking. This is Matt Steinke. Listen, that's my 3D printer. Um, I'm working on a piece for Northern Southern Gallery at the end of May uh, here in Austin. And um, it's it combines uh, behavioral psychology, robotics, music, and film um, in a two-room installation. And the weather is very nice here in Austin, so I'm enjoying working outside. Um, That's it. Bye. Hi, this is Ranjit. This is the first day of spring in New York for like the third time this month, and I'm walking my dog in the park. 
and these days I'm working on a 120-foot-long glitched outer space tapestry for a gallery show in Dublin, which is fun and expensive. I really enjoyed listening to what everyone's doing on Opposable Sums. Keep it up, you guys. This is Sarah Schnad, and since I was on the podcast last fall, mostly I have been just going totally all in down the rabbit hole of working at NASA, which has been kind of amazing, kind of disorienting, and then just totally amazing again, and a constant growth spurt of intellectual puzzling and marvels. So that's been wonderful, um, to say the least. And then since January, it's been very fun to have Rob Ray there too, also designing in our group, um, to have someone who I know well to compare notes on the rabbit hole with. So that's been great. Um, and the other main thing I've been doing since the fall is uh, due to new limitations I have with my chronic back uh, thing, which I talked about in the podcast, I can only drive 20 minutes at a time. So I've been figuring out uh, creative ways to set up my life here in L.A., with that limitation. Um, yeah. And then other than that, mostly just enjoying the really beautiful view from my balcony, from my apartment. Yeah. I think those are the highlights. Oh, and, and also I finished a data visualization that I'd been working on for about four years about global travel patterns, which is going to be coming out in a Routledge publication of a really good friend of mine, uh, and I actually have no idea what the book is called, so this is not a self-promotion. Just an announcement that I actually finished something. <laughs> Hi, this is Violet Juno in Oakland, California. Well, it's spring here. The foxgloves, orchids, roses, and some really big purple things the bees love. They're all in bloom. And I'm dreaming of making clay sculptures I'll leave outside to erode in the summer. But what I'm really doing is making these miniature figures out of pipe cleaners and yarn as sketches of charismatic costumes for um, my next performance date to be determined sometime in the summer. In the meantime, long live opposable thumbs. Hello, Rob of the Ray and Tyler Hokanson. This is Kelly Marie Martin calling in at 2334. Just looked up at the clock and thought, oh shit, it's almost midnight. Calling, I had a gig tonight and I'm calling in to let you know and your listeners know of the amazing Opposable Thumbs podcast that two things. One, I um, succumbed to the Instagram ad of the salad slicer. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's a bowl that has a top that you can push to make instant chopped salads. And I really want to buy one capitalism at its finest. Um, and then two, I'm calling to tell you that um, if you live in the Los Angeles area and you like old time music or folk music or banjos, or even just crankies, um, you can come to the Los Angeles old time social. That's the 13th ever Los Angeles old time social it takes place at various venues. It's May 17th, 18th, and 19th, and then on May 20th, you can go to the Topanga Banjo and Fiddle Contest out in Paramount Ranch in Agora Hills, and actually, um, a funny um, kudos 
the Los Angeles Old Time Social, of which I'm one of the um, founders, um, we're receiving an award from Topanga. It's called the Legend Award. So the Los Angeles Old Time Social is legendary. Check it out at LosAngelesOldTimeSocial.com. And all I have to say to before I can't talk until midnight is just keep making stuff. Your ideas, your poems, your artwork, your protests, your IKEA furniture, just keep making it. We can make it if we try. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to wrap up the show. So here we go. And then we're going to hear the challenge from the mighty uh-huh. Tim Sway. Uh, we'd like to send you an opposable thumb sticker. If you share a podcast episode on social media, rate us on iTunes or send smoke signals to a friend, we will send you a sticker as a thank you for doing so. So please do that and let us know your mailing address and we'll drop you a sticker in the mail. And Tim will drop you stickers in the mail just because. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, our, uh, logo is created by the mighty wolf mask. Uh, you can check out his work and, all sorts of other cool stuff on his website, which is wolfmaskart.co.uk. Um, we'd like to give Nick Kantar and Walter Katendu a shout out as our top Patreon supporters. Walter is a new Patreon supporter for us, so thank you, Walter. Um, also, his work is slamming, so you got to go visit uh-huh. katundostudios.com. I think it is. It's so good. Um, so thanks, Nick and Walter. If you'd like to join them in the League of Patreon Supporter Badasses, please go to patreon.com slash opposable thumbs to sponsor us our podcast is dedicated to providing a harassment free experience for everyone regardless of race gender age sexual orientation disability physical appearance body size knowledge of subject matter or religion or lack thereof we actively support an inclusive environment and we want you to be a part of it you can check out our full code of conduct over at our site that said we are looking for more guests so if and we prioritize um women and gender queer folks and poc folks so if you uh are a person who identifies that way or even if you're not a person who identifies that way give us a shout about what you're up to and if you'd like to be a guest we will talk to you and see if that could uh, possibly work out it's a little bit tough. or if you know somebody that's yes. really good or would yeah. be really good tell a friend yeah. to tell a friend yeah For <laughs> yeah sure. yeah uh-huh. um uh oh we're doing the challenge at the very very end aren't we so that's right dude i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> tim's like i don't know what do you what what, yeah. what am i supposed to do <laughs> Uh, uh, Tim, do you have anything that you wanted to share or promote? Um, if if you if you care anything about me, you can find out more at timsway.net. Uh, and then also we were talking about the square. Yes. Um, I think that's going to be in the podcast. That's uh, if yes. you're interested in learning more about that tool that I invented. That's at timsway.net/slash/square, and that is spelled S Q W A Y R E. That's S Q W A Y R E. Yes. And, um, uh, yeah, and that's enough, I guess. You could actually just go youtube.com slash just Tim Sway and you'll find Tim Sway, that's, where, yep. that's where all the cool stuff is. You, you have made guitars in the past and on and off, but now you are sort of, um, have, you have a certain kind of focus that you're applying to that right now, right? You know, I've been making stuff, you know, mostly furniture and whatnot for the past, you know, decade. Um, but I, I got started in woodworking originally because uh, I rented an apartment. It was like, well, it was a corner. <laughs> from a uh, a cabinet maker and um he had this wood shop and i and he played a little blues guitar and i this is like 100 years ago and i said i've always wanted to make my own guitar and he said that's impossible it's too much work we could never do it and then the next weekend we were out in the shop learning how to make guitars and so <laughs> that was sort of what 
got me started into making and woodworking and whatnot in the first place. And now I'm sort of full circle with my, my uh, current ethos of, of reclaimed and upcycling and whatnot of, uh, you know, everybody loves to write songs about saving the earth, but they're playing it on these guitars that are made out of these like, you know, endangered woods that are mined illegally in all these different parts of the world and then shipped over on big boats to America and stuff. And so, um, I want to make guitars that are made out of locally sourced reclaimed materials. And that's, uh, some of the materials aren't necessarily from here, but they were like from here and then they've been thrown away, you know, so you can still use these like exotic foreign woods, but I've been getting them like from people's decks that they're tearing out to replace with Trex decks or whatever. And, uh, yeah. and you know, and, and locally sourced hardwoods that are beautiful and, and, and whatnot. Um, so that's newperspectivesmusic.com and, and there's not much there yet, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm gearing up, I'm developing product lines and hopefully going to, you know, Change the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the least, it's the least you can do, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or get rich. Yeah. <laughs> that would change your world, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> Rob, how about you? What are you into? Uh, I have only one link this uh, time, and it's a, it's a YouTube channel, uh, and it's called info channel i-n-f-o-c-h-a-m-m-e-l and info channel is very difficult to describe so i'll describe one of the video descriptions uh uh published on march 31st 2018 easter 2018 mega bunny sale info channel presents kamizan a complimentary breakthrough infotext scroll shopper program that merges your computer and HDTV for the ultimate cyber shopping experience. Shop from the convenience of your HDTV television over 50 free purchase ideas per episode. Kamizion episode number 102. <laughs> and it gets yeah. weirder, weirder from there. <laughs> so, Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, I feel yeah. How's your personality coming along? You're kind of you're kind of working on your uh, like uncanny, uncanny uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, I've got thing, right? I've got stuff in the hopper. It's uh it's coming. Oh, nice. But I I ran into some, uh, I ran into some very classic YouTube problems that I I won't bore everyone with. But things uh-huh. just like, man, my lighting sucks. <laughs> like, yep. Right. Like all these video problems that I've never had to deal with before, but. I'm about to just say screw it and just post them anyway. So, I just today was googling. You can get a a full body green screen suit for thirty five bucks on Amazon. Really? Yeah. So don't hold oh. back. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Rob's getting really good with the sewing machine. He could probably make you one for less. That's seriously, right. man. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> DIY your own green screen body suit. <laughs> that that video will go viral. <laughs> Don't let hypercapitalism solve your green screen bodysuit needs. <laughs> Taylor, do you have anything? Yeah, just my main th- I mean, apart from Flask and all this stuff I've been working with, I would say um, I'm so into the song Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush right now. Oh. So everybody go listen to it. All right. <laughs> and if you could play us out on the on the opening strains of that song rob if we can yeah. do that legally I would wait what's it. it called kate bush kate bush weathering heights 1978 it's not going to be one of these like annie lennox no more i love you's kind of song that like will never leave your head once you've heard it is it what 
Uh, I think this one has a little more. I mean, I love my my Annie Lennox. Uh, no more, I love you's. Like I'm more of a walking on broken glass kind of guy. Oh, okay. Did, did you okay. get? Did you know that John Malkovich is in that music video? No, no. Check it out. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Noted. <laughs> Tim. All right. You, you want the challenge now? Yes, we Please do. Please do. Um. Okay. So my my whole like life and and work is all about uh like this the cycle right it's like upcycling you know oh. taking stuff from the trash and, and bringing mm-hmm. it somewhere so there's uh, everything is always like you know oh it's upcycled or it's reclaimed or repurposed or or brought up or or i'm you know doing the the complaining about oh all this stuff is getting downcycled and thrown away and this and that and the other thing so my my first thought was downcycle but that would be like just too contrarian and I, I would hate to see you guys <laughs> like go buy something nice and destroy it like throw I, in the I, trash I and throw it away right yeah yeah oh here's you know buy some prada bag and just throw it away or something yeah but um but so uh what i came up with was lateral or lateral motion oh yeah nice so, yeah, I, th- I feel like there's some room for some fun with that i can dig in there oh, well especially God. because i just hear the challenge once and then when I start it, I only do it based on memory. This is usually <laughs> so. There's been more than once I come in like this is what we're doing, right? Uh, so this like, one, okay, yeah, gluteus maximus is our challenge. <laughs> this one will marinate for. Oh yeah, I can definitely work with that for sure. Lateral motion. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lateral motion. Lateral motion. That's that's it. No no more uh, no more like uh, you know definition of it. That's it. Yep. Cool. Yep. Cool. Cool. Excellent. Thanks. Yes. That's a good one. Okay, cool. Oh, hmm. this is exactly the kind of challenge, though, that like was going to take me out of the 14 days that we have for the challenge. 13 of them are going to be spent staring at my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on this one? Oh, no way, Rob. You can get on this one for real. No, because I'm going to like be like, I'm going to go to every thrift store I can find and see if I can find a thigh master. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to give up on that after seven days of looking for a thigh master. And then okay, okay. I'm yeah, what if what if you just now. worked one muscle pairing for two weeks straight, <laughs> and then like, took pictures arm. of your veins popping yeah. or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tim Tim Sway, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Yeah, great oh, job, man. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. This dovetails into my question for Tim. Before, before you ask it, I just uh, later I want you to remember what you just said, and uh, and later it will make sense. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Oh.